Welcome, everybody. You're back again, riding the sales pipeline. Grab your surfboard and catch a wave as we bring Matt Hines online and find out where he's surfing from today. How are we doing, Paul? Oh, I'm just tarried and crazy here today. Here, We've just had one show after another here. Well, that's good. I know you guys are doing uh, you're doing great work on the uh, the lead network and excited to be part of it here with Sales Pipeline Radio. Uh, we are uh, at the beginning here of December, December 1st, last month of the year. Uh, welcome to the holiday season. I can't believe the year's gone by this fast. Really? It certainly has. And uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, so much for joining us. Uh, pleasure to have everyone who's joining us live on Sales Pipeline Radio. We're live every week uh, at uh, Thursdays at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. If you're listening to us via the podcast on Google Play or iTunes Store, welcome. Thanks very much for joining us. And if you're just tuning in on demand from SalesPipelineRadio.com, really pleasure to have you here as well. Uh, our job is to feature uh, guests uh, who are experts and bringing great ideas in the way of sales pipeline from the sales side, from the marketing side, from all elements of helping you build more predictable, repeatable sales pipelines. And we're going to get right to it, Paul. Like our guest today, uh, he's got this amazing first name. His name is Paul Smith. And he's uh, he's the author of the book Sell with a Story. He's one of the world's leading experts in organizational storytelling. He's also written books Lead with a Story, and we're definitely going to have to get to this one Parenting with a Story. I feel like I I I really have had to sort of you know keep myself from in- taking the entire show and just talking about parenting with a story because <laughs> Lord knows I need that help up with that. So, but uh, we'll t- we'll focus first on selling with the story. Paul, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome. It's good to be here. Oh, thank you very much. Well, uh, you definitely want to check out some more of what Paul's done. His book, Sell with a Story, Lead with a Story, Parenting with a Story. You can find all of them on Amazon and check out more from, from Paul at leadwithastory.com. But, you know, I want to start with you, Paul, and find out what do you consider, what, what is a sales story? I mean, I, we, I often think of things in terms of sales pitches, uh, right. sales presentations. You don't hear the term sales story very often. What does that mean? Yeah, so when I say story, I actually mean a real story, which is simply a narrative about something that happened to somebody. You know, as opposed to, you know, if you, if, if you start off your your discussion with, you know, there are three reasons why you got to buy my product, you're, you're into a sales pitch. You're not into a sales story. Uh, you know, a, a story has a time and a place and a main character, and that character's got a goal, and usually there's an obstacle getting in the way of that goal, and hopefully there's a nice resolution at the end where they either succeeded or failed, and sometimes the failures are even more interesting. Uh, but, it, but so I mean a re- real storytelling, uh, and, and its use in, in sales. In fact, uh, can I share an example? Yeah, please. Yeah, so this one actually happened to me and my wife personally just a, a year ago. We were at an art fair. Uh, she was looking for a, a piece of art for our son's bathroom at home. And we got to this booth of this uh, one underwater photographer, a guy named Chris Goog, and he just does these fascinating, fabulous pictures of sea anemones and coral reefs and stuff like that, just mesmerizing stuff. And, and she gets attached to this one picture that, to me, looked about as out of place as a pig in the ocean. And the reason is because it was literally a picture of a pig in the ocean. And I just thought that was the silliest thing. And so I, I finally got a chance to ask the guy, you know, a question. Like, you know, dude, what's up with the pig in the ocean? And and that is when the magic started. That's when he mm-hmm. said, oh, yeah, it was. It was the craziest thing. He said, that picture was taken off the coast of this uninhabited island in the Bahamas called Big Major K. And he said, apparently what happened was a few years ago, uh, a local entrepreneur decided to raise a pig farm, I, I guess for bacon. 
And he said, uh, and he found this uninhabited island. He could keep them for free. So he throws them out there, and he says, but if you'll notice in the background in the picture, there's not much more on that island to eat other than cactus. And he said, that's obviously not very good. Like, pigs don't like cactus. And he said, so, so they weren't eating, weren't thriving. He said, but fortunately, for some, you know, coincidentally, a, a local restaurant owner on a neighboring island was boating his kitchen refuse every night over to Big Major K and dumping it a few dozen yards offshore just to get rid of it. Well, pretty soon, these hungry little pigs, you know, they smell the food and they're hungry enough that they get brave enough to swim out into the water and, and, and uh, get the food. And first it's one pig and then it's two. And, you know, here it is three or four generations later and all the pigs on Big Major K can swim. And he said, so it was easy for me to get the shot. I just literally had to lean out of the boat <laughs> because these pigs have been trained that any time a boat comes nearby, they think they're going to get fed, right? So they, they dog paddle or pig paddle their way out there. Anyway, of course, at that point, I got my credit card out, and I'm like, we'll take it. Right? So completely <laughs> exactly. sold right now, right? Uh, and two minutes ago, that, that picture was worth nothing to me. But mm-hmm. after hearing that one little two-minute story, now I had to have it, and it's because now I'm, I was buying a, a story, not just a picture. So that's just that's just one example of, of a, a, a story that could be used for sales purposes. Obviously, selling that particular story, and the, I, I call that a, a value-adding story. It's a, the type of story that makes the thing you're selling more valuable than it would have been if you hadn't told the story. Uh, so powerful, so powerful. So talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Paul Smith, the author of Sell with a Story, and you know, giving great examples of just how important stories are. Now, you know, in selling anything from enterprise solutions to, uh, you know, photography and art. Uh, and I think you know, I've I've uh, I've noticed that sometimes the best speakers that I see at events are those that tell stories. I mean, you, you can see them, you know, when they when they get up on stage and they stop for they pause for dramatic effect and say, well, let me start by telling you a story. I mean, phones go. Go down, laptops go down, eyes go up, people pay attention, and, and they're listening. You know, and I think, yeah. you know, I think about that in a sales context. You know, a lot of salespeople want to get right into their pitch; they want to be efficient and get right to their demo. Um, you know, talk about the, you know, how. I mean, sometimes I think you know three steps are faster than one. You tell a story, you get someone engaged, uh, you get them more interested in hearing sort of, you know, sort of the what the enabler of that story is or what's interesting behind it. Talk about this in the sales process for, you know, say an enterprise seller who's not selling something maybe as exciting as, you know, photography of, right. of pigs on an island. Is, is this still relevant in that kind of a context? Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, you asked the right question about where does this fit in the sales process? Because it's not just in the sales pitch itself. You can definitely use storytelling during the sales pitch, but it's, it's useful all across uh, the entire sales process. In fact, I, I interviewed uh, sales and procurement professionals from over 50 different companies to try and figure out where storytelling was working in the sales process. And I found that it was working all the way from the beginning of when you first introduce yourself to a prospect through to building rapport with the buyer or the prospect to the actual making of the sales pitch itself to handling objections and closing the sale and even stories that that salespeople are using to manage customer relationships after the sale. So I ended up documenting 25 different types of stories that great salespeople are are telling. And I just I shared one with you already that that I call the value-adding story, and that definitely is a story you would tell during the main sales pitch. Um, But it's not just for sexy things like photography. Um, You know, any any product uh, can benefit from a story. For, For example, um, one of those types of stories you tell during the main sales pitch is what I call a, a story to explain the problem, right? And so it's basically you're telling the story 
of the quintessential problem that your product or service is designed to solve. So it's a story about another client of yours or, 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 or just a fictitious or typical uh, uh, industry that you would serve, and, and you're telling it in a story format of the problem they run into, and, and then you can stop and say, okay, see, at this point, if they had had my product or service, this story would have ended very differently. <laughs> but they didn't, mm-hmm. and so here's all the bad stuff that happened. Uh, or, and if they did, and if you have a success story, that's another type of story, you can tell that story with a happy ending, and that's usually because they've bought your product or service. And so those are those are three of the types of stories that you would tell actually during the sales pitch, a story to uh, a problem story, a success story and a value adding story, but there's 22 other types that you might tell all across the the sales process. Yeah, and you outline a lot of those a lot of those stories really well in the book Sell with a Story. You can learn more about Paul Smith and his three books including Sell with a Story at leadwithastory.com and it seems to me that you know the storytelling and sort of the reason why people are engaging is really the the heart of the sales process, right? I mean convincing someone that they understand your product is interesting, but really only interesting if they they believe in the context into which it, it it provides value, believe in the outcome that it represents and and telling stories about its impact telling even even sort of origin stories i've seen work really well where people you can come in and say you know i tried to solve this problem 14 different ways and got super frustrated in my job and finally came up with a better way and decided to start a business around it even those origin stories can be part of the act so you know how much you know before we had to break here how much do people have to think about the origin of or see these stories around their product in the context versus how much can people tell stories about themselves the answer is both. Uh, so out of those 25 types of stories, some of them will be stories about themselves personally, and that typically happens when you're introducing yourself to the buyer to explain who you are and what you do, or in the rapport building phase where you're uh, e- explaining you know, why it is you chose this profession or, or something just to get to know you personally. But those origin stories also happen in that rapport building where you're telling them about the origin of the company that you work for because that, that rapport building uh, places where you're they're getting to know you and the company that you represent so you definitely need uh, i call them founding stories origin stories is just uh, it's a fine name for it as well you definitely need the story of the, the the origin of your company and the origin of the product or service that you're you're selling on that particular day you know which kind of gets you into the sales pitch part so you you need all of those types of stories and more that's right. When we get back from break here, I want to talk a lot more with Paul Smith, the author of Sell with the Story. We're going to learn more about uh, both book, both Sell with the Story and Lead with the Story. We're going to talk about customer stories and how to incorporate those into the conversation as well. Uh, and we're absolutely going to talk about parenting with a story as well. We'll be right back to Sales Pipeline Radio. In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity or a blueprint for a guide to what's really working and how to apply it specifically to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. Download it free at HeinzMarketing.com. With Matt Hines' new book, Full Funnel Marketing, learn how this expanded role for modern B2B marketing organizations is transforming how the function is viewed, prioritized, and funded, converting marketing from a cost center to a strategic profit center in companies big and small across all industries. Full Funnel Marketing is your guide to transforming your role, your team, and your business with a full funnel marketing approach. You'll find specific tactical and pragmatic approaches to every facet of modern marketing success, including helping your buyers challenge the status quo and engage, 
establishing need and urgency to accelerate sales pipeline velocity, coordinating sales and marketing activity to close more deals in less time, accelerating the pace, volume, and conversion of qualified sales opportunities, and much more. Download your free copy of Full Funnel Marketing at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. All right, let's keep the wave rolling here and bring back in Matt and his guest. And to keep telling stories. You know, you know, Paul, you made the comment earlier that, uh, you know, I think podcasts are, are a nice channel to be able to tell stories. Right? They I mean, really are. It's long-form storytelling. You get a chance to tell more than a soundbite. Yeah, and, and I think also, you know, the idea of taking this out of the written word. I mean, there's all of this. I mean, look, we'll, yes. we will have a, a summary of this transcript uh, up on our website at HeinzMarketing.com. Uh, and it's a pretty efficient way of getting this information. But hearing someone tell a story, hearing the, the, the passion and emotion that then is in their voices, they tell that, uh, can be a really compelling way of sort of really internalizing that message as well. Excited to have you all here at Sales Pipeline Radio. If you want to hear more from our conversation with Paul and want to hear it again, maybe share it with your colleagues. You can definitely check that out starting next week at salespipelineradio.com as well as all of our past episodes and past guests. Coming up next week on Sales Pipeline Radio, we have Jessica Fulis, who is the field manager, field marketing manager for Demandbase. We're going to be talking about account-based marketing specifically. If you like the idea of account-based marketing and want to help uh, help kind of evangelize that internally, uh, we're going to talk about evangelizing and selling uh, account-based marketing internally. That sounds very meta, but uh, a lot of companies are trying to build that momentum internally. Good way to practice building consensus among an internal buying committee. So we'll get uh, into that next week. But today we're talking about storytelling as part of the sale with Paul Smith, the author of Sell with a Story, Lead with a Story, Parenting with a Story. You can learn more about him and his books at leadwithastory.com. And I, and I referenced before the break, Paul, the idea of, of customer stories. At what point do you, do, you, do you inquire about or do you ask for the customer story or identify a customer story that you can align your product and solution with? Where does that play into this? Yeah, so you definitely want to have customer success stories. I mean, the, probably the most famous example of one is the uh, Jared, you know, s- story at Subway, right? The guy that weighed three hundred plus pounds and lost it just by eating a Subway diet. Now that, that story has a, a, a sad ending, so they don't use it anymore. Uh, but uh, but th- that's that's an example of a, a customer story. Um, and you definitely need to look for them among your current customer base because you want to be able to tell prospective customers about how happy your current customers are and you need to have those stories as opposed to just being able to say well we have a 95 percent satisfaction rate with our product i mean that that's nice and you want to have that those kind of facts on hand but it's far better if you can actually tell actual stories of successes and those normally come at the end of a problem story so in fact let me give you an example one, one of my favorite problem stories from the book is about a guy that sells uh, computer uh, software uh, security protocols, which is a mouthful, but basically he's—they're the companies that keep uh, your online transactions from be, you know being secure. And when he makes a sales call on a bank, he typically tells them about a personal experience he had in Las Vegas. He said, "Yeah, I was there for a sales conference a few years ago, and you know how it is in Vegas—you go to the conference during the day and it, go have dinner, and then you know you you go to the casinos." And so he said, "I was at the casinos, and I was losing some, then I won some, then I lost some, then I lost some more, and then I lost some more, and you know it's." one o'clock in the morning and I'm out of cash and I so I go to the ATM machine to get some money and it, it denied my transaction. And so I thought I just put the pen in wrong so I put it in again and it denied it again. I tried another machine, it denied again. And so at that point I know what's going on, right? You know, I live in New Jersey, here I am in Las Vegas all of a sudden, I'm trying to get a boatload of cash out of a machine. They think somebody stole my credit card. And he's like, I am totally fine with that. I love it that my bank is looking out for my better interest. 
The problem I have is what they did about it. He says, they called my wife at home in New Jersey at 4 o'clock in the morning, right? And can you imagine what that side of the conversation was like? Oh, I'm sorry to wake you up, Mrs. Moulton, but it's uh, 1 a.m. in Las Vegas, and your husband's trying to get a boatload of cash. (laughs) Do you approve this transaction? Well, you know, can you imagine how livid she was and then how livid I was (laughs) that they had called her? He said, I mean, if they had had our software, here's where the problem story becomes a customer success story. You know, if they had had our product or, or service, they would have, you know, sent me a text to my phone, asked me for a special pin or asked me a security question or, you know, some other way of resolving the problem as opposed to calling home and waking up my wife. Because all that does is piss me off and, and keep me from doing legitimate business with them. You know, and, oh, by the way, that's not my credit card company anymore. I oh, yeah. dumped them on the yeah. spot. So that's, the a, that's a problem story that then can become a customer success story if it's got a happy ending. I feel like the idea of stories have really started to permeate businesses better in, in a lot of different formats. You know, the idea of agile uh, d- software development. You know, you've you've got companies with Post-it notes up on the up on a wall, determining what they're going to build next. And those aren't features; right. those are stories. I mean, they specifically call them and write them as stories. It's the job that needs to be done. It's the story of how a customer needs to use the product that becomes what they develop. Uh, so, I mean, this is definitely something that is permeating business, not just on the sales and marketing side as well, which right. is great. T- talk about some mistakes people make when it comes to storytelling? What are some of the common things that you see uh, that make you cringe that you want to make sure people avoid? Yeah, yeah, the cringe cringe factor. Yeah, some of the most common mistakes I see, the two most common, are apologizing for or asking permission to tell a story. And and you've seen that before. You'll be in a meeting with people and somebody will raise their hand and and say, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, can I just tell a quick story? I promise it'll just take a minute. Now, what does that communicate to you about how valuable they think that story is? Not very good. Exactly. If they're already apologizing for it and asking permission to tell it, clearly they don't think it's as important as what they were going to say. And Mm -hmm. if you you don't think your story is very important, then by all means, don't tell it, right? Just get back to the bullet points on slide number 72. But if you do think your story is important, then just tell it, right? Leaders don't ask permission to lead. No, they just lead. Salespeople mm-hmm. don't ask permission to do their job. They just do it. So I never apologize or ask permission to tell a story. In fact, uh, I, I tell people, go one step further. Don't even tell people you're going to tell them a story. Right? So, so like I, I tell people, don't even say, hey, uh, you know, gather around. I'm going to tell you a story now. I mean, unless you're talking to a bunch of kindergartners, that's probably not going to help you right? because uh, you know, we're adults. We don't need to be told we're going to be told a story. Just start telling the story and, and let it do its work. Well, speaking of kindergartners, you know, we're going to run out of time here at some point, and I now to make sure I ask about the book, Parenting with a Story. Yeah. So uh, tell me, for, I want two, two questions. One, you know, how did you, why did you decide to take this angle and talk about it with parenting? I know you've got a couple kids uh, of your own, um, and you li- live in the Seattle, uh, Cincinnati area. Yep. But why that angle, and the story, how, how does storytelling work differently, potentially, with kids than it does with, you know, adults in the other context? So the first question of why is I wish I could say it was my idea, but um, as I was writing the first book, Lead with a Story, and I was starting to share some of the stories I'd gotten from these executives with other people, I consistently heard this feedback, wow, you know, I think I could use that at home with my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was strange at first, but I, I kept hearing it, and then it finally dawned on me that there really is a, a, a lot of similarities between leading people at work and and parenting kids at home. I mean, in, in both cases, you're... 
you're the boss in some sense. In both cases, you care about their growth and development. In both cases, eventually they're going to grow up and kind of outgrow you and move on to something better. And you know, so th- there really are a lot of similarities. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if if I had a bunch of stories that really were designed to be mm-hmm. told to your kids and not just some you're co-opting from the office and bringing home and so I interviewed another set of 100 people around the world in, in 20 different countries to, to find their like most meaningful life moments where, where they learned an incredible life lesson, you know, worthy of passing along to the next generation. And I, I, I just I put those into a book. And so it really is just a collection of short stories that, that deliver lessons on things like ambition or creativity or curiosity or integrity or hard work or kindness and patience. I mean, it basically, it, it's... Um, character traits. So the book is divided up into different character traits you probably want your kids to have. And then if you're struggling with any particular one, turn to that chapter and you're going to have five or six great stories, true stories about somebody where they learned a lesson about that the hard I think about, you know, a lot of business books that I read that, uh, you know, they might be 300, 350 pages long and they have a particular point. And sometimes that point is not that long of a point. You can tell it maybe in a page. Yeah. And sometimes you'll see like the executive summaries, right? Like that you see on the right. airplanes that you can subscribe to. And those really get the gist of the message. But I, I don't know if, I don't know if this is just me or if this is with others, but I find the difference between the two page version and the 300 page version is stories. I mean, for, for those books that are written well, it's the stories and the context and the examples that bring it to life. And I find that I, Understand and internalize and can leverage the message and the gist of the, of the, of the book better if I also have, have understood those stories. Is that part of sort of the, the sort of the difference? Is that, is that, is that something that people see as well? Yes. In fact, that's one of the many reasons why storytelling is so powerful is it, it makes things easier to remember. You know, in fact, mm-hmm. there are a number of studies show that, that facts are between six and 22 times more likely to be remembered if they're embedded in a story than if they're just given to people in a list. And, and you don't have to believe any of those studies because I can prove it to you and your, your audience right now by just saying this. You know, All of you know that if I were to give you a list of the top ten reasons why storytelling works right now, and I could, that none of you would remember that list tomorrow. right? It would just be a list of ten things. You might remember two or three of them. But all of you listening to this right now know that by this time tomorrow, you will remember the story of Pig Island. Right? Exactly. Yeah, next month and next year even. I, I bet you a year from now, Matt, you could tell the story of Pig Island and get most of the facts right. But you wouldn't <laughs> remember any of the list of, of reasons why storytelling works that I could give you right now. That's that's the power of a great story. So, you know, before I run out of time, how do you teach this? I mean, I know you, I definitely encourage people, if you haven't read the book, sell with a story and even lead with a story, which, you know, is in, I think it's eighth printing. It's available in num- numerous languages. And so you'll get in any of these different books, uh, on Amazon and on, on Paul's uh, website, leadwithastory.com. But, you know, what, how do people begin to learn how to tell better stories? How can you as a manager teach people to be better at storytelling? Yeah, so the the first step is kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous, right? You, you have to admit that you have a problem, and that problem is you're not a very good storyteller. And and most people, I think, assume that storytelling is either something you're born with or you'll never be good at. And it's it's just not. It's like any other talent or skill, like music or art. Like, sure, there are people who are natural-born musicians, and me, for example, I am not. <laughs> but if I wanted to learn to play the guitar, I bet if I took lessons for six months, I could learn to play a guitar. Now, I'm never going to be great at it because I don't have that natural aptitude, but I could get pretty good. And, and I think storytelling is the same way. If you don't think you're naturally good at it, and most of us aren't, 
then learn how. I mean, read a book, come to a training class on it. That's, that's why I do what I do for a living, and lots of other people do it as well, and there are other books written on it as well. But, but you have to recognize that it's a legitimate skill, like marketing or sales or finance or accounting or any other legitimate business skill, leadership. Storytelling is a skill, and it can be learned and it can be honed. But you can't just practice. You can't just say, oh, well, I'll just get a guitar or a, a piano, and I'll just start banging around on it, and eventually I'll learn. No, you'd, you'd go to a teacher, and you'd, you'd hire somebody to give you lessons. You'd read a book on it. You'd practice. You know, Treat storytelling the same way, and, and you will get it. Paul, this has been awesome. This has been so much fun to talk to you and learn more about this. Uh, this will forevermore be known as the Pig Island episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. So appreciate you joining so much uh, and sharing so many good stories and so many good insights. If you want to learn more about Paul, more about his books, I highly encourage you to check out leadwithastory.com. Uh, you can order his books directly there. He has his own blog and podcast, and he's got a shares just a ton of other information and, and uh, shockingly shares a lot of great stories as well. So thanks so much, Paul, for joining us today. For those of you that are joining us online appreciate you for those of you that are joining us live i appreciate you as well make sure you join us next week thursday 2 30 eastern 11 30 pacific we'll be talking about account-based marketing and how to evangelize that internally and make sure you check out more of paul and tell with a story on salespipelineradio.com and and also the summary of this conversation on heinzmarketing.com with that for both paul smith as well as paul our producer this is matt heinz thanks very much for joining us see you next week sales pipeline radio You were listening to some great stories today, and the only place you can collect them, Sales Pipeline Radio. Matt Hines from Hines Market.